Welcome to the After Hours Dental Podcast. And tonight we're going to be talking about dental debt, student loan debt, and kind of talking about our experiences and how we handle it and any advice we have for either dental students or new grads out there. So, and also feel free to comment if you guys have any specific questions for us. We also have a call-in number. Sammy, are we going to have? Yes, yes, yes. Oh. We have a call-in number, guys. Yes. I mean, right got- now, do not call in because we are not going to answer. <laughs> but sometime in the middle of the show, sure. we are going to call in. And also, if you guys, like, leave a chat or something like that, letting us know that you're going to call in, that would be helpful. And then I got to figure it out because we're live. <laughs> this is a live podcast. Don't ever forget that. We are live. Yeah, first time doing a call-in number. Uh, so we tested it out. But, uh, again, if you want to give us a call and chat with us and ask your question live on air, uh, feel free to give us a ring. So to start, we, again, we kind of want to talk about our student loan debt and kind of did we refinance, did we not? Uh, just a little bit of background about the situations we're in. Sam, you want me to start? You want to start? Yeah, why don't you start us I'll off start. with the first topic? Like I said, guys, yeah. if you are a dental student, a dentist, you want to know something, you know, just chat. Yeah. Put it in the chat because we actually love um, talking to you guys. We don't want to read off a script. We don't want to talk about you know, with ourselves, we want to, we want to communicate with the audience. So I know don't be shy, just leave a comment and we will respond to your questions. And also it's okay if it's not about what we're talking about. So if you have a question that has nothing to do with student loan debt, that's okay. Feel free to ask it anyways. So, yeah, so I think starting off, um, you know, I'll just start a little bit about my experience with my student loans. Um, I think I mentioned this in a previous um, episode. I graduated with about 300K in debt which is pretty, I think, good for, um, you know, a health professional. But I graduated about 300K. I have not refinanced my loans. So I'm still on federal loans. And I'll kind of talk about why I'm still on federal loans and why I haven't refinanced. But that's kind of the situation I'm currently in. Um, And again, I'm currently paid, I'm about 177, in case anyone's wondering. Um, You're at 177? Yeah, that's about what I owe. Yes. Nice. And again, so I, and I'm trying to think how many years did I pay that off in? That was in five years, Sent less hours. than five years. I paid it in like three years that I think it's been like three years that I, I paid it down to 177. And I'll kind of talk about what I did and my journey with that. Does anyone, you guys want to share kind of if you were financed or not where you're at? Yeah. So um, I'll give you a brief rundown. So I think I graduated with around 220, 220 of of loans and remember I did have a lot of help from family and some people have those benefits some people don't so if you have that benefit you got to use it and then um, I got very lucky there there was a bank called First Republic Bank I don't know if they're still um, they still offer this but back in the day my sister told me hey you got to try to refinance your loans um, so we went through the process typically it needs about a year of work experience they need to make sure that you're making money and then you go to them you show them proof and then uh, we got what it was a two point nine five percent for a fifteen year <coughs> loan. So yeah, that's pretty good. That's, that's nice. That's a good rate. And then mine, what am I? I am an out of student or out of state student in Indiana. So those um, loans are pretty much like private school loans. So I graduated with about half a million in debt. So what ninety about ninety six thousand a year for the four years, but then interest accrued when I went to residency so which I didn't realize happened so I was paying the bare minimum 
off of that. And then on top of that, I am also paying my loans on um, income-based repayments. So you file your taxes. So let's say, what, 2021, file taxes for 2021. Then your payments for the loans is based off that year when you're paying your loans off this year, 2022. So, yeah. So Joe, Joe, you mentioned, sorry, that you, you paid during your residency? No, so it was, for, it was oh, like... the interest was accruing. The interest was accruing, oh, but okay. they gave me like a six-month, I think it's a six-month yes. or a year grace period where you don't have to pay back. But mm-hmm. then when I look back at my loans... Them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Well, I don't even know if I had the option to defer. It just okay. said like, <laughs> you don't have to pay. But what they don't tell you is mm-hmm. when you start picking up again the, um, the payments, then the new payment is based off the accumulation of what's, you know, what you didn't pay because they're mm-hmm. still doing interest, which I didn't pay attention to until I was trying to buy a practice. And they're like, oh, what's your student debt? And then when I did a deep dive, <laughs> like, oh, let me go way back 2017. Yeah. They're like, yeah, dude. So then now, luckily, you know, everything is 0%. Mm-hmm. Sure, which, like, that was a big issue during COVID. It was like, all right, is interest still accruing? Um, luckily, no. So I'll pick up right back where I left off. But then I still have to yeah. I have that year of you know, interest accrued. I think just to take take it back a step, because I know when I graduated dental school, I was super confused on what's the first step. And I think a lot of people that are in dental school are maybe just about to graduate or maybe in the same positions. It's I was like, what do I do? Um, so I think that as we kind of mentioned, the first step, if you're going to residency, I know when I did a residency, I deferred my loan, so I didn't pay them. But Daryl's right, a lot of times the interest will still start accumulating. So that's something that you definitely need to check into uh, when you're in residency. And then from there, it becomes a question of, um, are you going to refinance or not? And again, for you guys, I don't know anything about loans. You know, refinancing is basically when you put all your loans together into one giant loan, essentially, because you probably have loans from different lenders, different types of loans. You put them into one giant loan, and essentially you can get, hopefully get a better interest rate than what you currently had. Um, and we can kind of talk about the pros and cons of doing that. Uh, so Sammy refinanced. Sammy, can you talk about what kind of loans you had, what kind of interest rates you had, and what it is, you know, the benefits of why you refinanced? Yeah, I mean, for, for me now, and it's different now because I just looked it up recently, uh, what the rates are. The rates are actually a lot higher now, and I would imagine that it's only going to get higher. So if you're seriously considering refinancing, it's something that I would do um, as soon as possible, but it's hard. It's hard to decide whether, um, the benefits and negatives, but you're asking me, um, what, what was the process well, or yeah. why did you, f- why did I like why first? And, then and also, can you touch on, cause I know first, you know, certain, let me start by saying different, um, who you refinance will have different requirements. So Sammy, can you talk about the, some of the requirements you had to meet to refinance your student loans? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the requirements were that definitely needed to reach a certain amount of income or else you they won't uh, refinance with you or they'll tell you to wait because they need proof that you're making a good income in order to refinance with them. Um, and then, I mean, there's a variety of things too. You might need a co-signer. They look at all your money, um, your debts and, and potential income and all that stuff, and then they make a decision. The application process, you can go to SoFi, Laurel Road. There's a plenty of people out there that... Um, you can refinance with, and I would encourage you to do all the applications possible to see which one has the best rates. For me personally, I mean, it was it was just simple that I had a lot of really high interest loans because the government loans really screw you over. 
right? With loans that are like 5% or higher. And I just wanted to get that down. And I was following the advice of um, a lot of my family members, a lot of my friends at the time. And um, I got lucky with a very low interest rate. And then with that low interest rate right now, I'm just paying the minimum because 2.95% really isn't much. And when you're considering whether to refinance or not, or how whether to pay off your debts or not, you have to think about, can that money be used elsewhere? And, and what you can do with that money instead of paying off your loans aggressively. For some people, if they put it in the stock market and they get 8% off their money every year, that's better than, you know, um, if, if you can get that otherwise, <laughs> if you can get that. Or for some people, they may want to invest in a home. And people who did invest in a home were very lucky because the interest rates, um, excuse me, the value of the home increased in value tremendously, right? Right. Um, or you invest in your practice. You know, for Ashley and I, we took, um, we're paying the minimum for our loans and, and we decided to invest in um, the practice. And so these are some of the decisions that you have to make when you're deciding whether to refinance or not. One uh, re- requirement, again, in Depending on who you refinance through, this can differ. But one thing I tried to do First Republic um, right after I graduated residency, and I was denied because I didn't have enough years of work experience. So again, that can vary, but just something to think about. They may potentially want a certain number of years of work experience. So again, I tried to refinance and they wouldn't let me, and that surprised me. And then I, I waited some more and I was going to do it again, try to refinance, but then COVID hit and it was 0%. So I said, never mind, I'll <laughs> stick with the 0%. I like that value. Um, but again, those are some requirements you do need to look into. Uh, right now, it's funny, just like last week, I said, oh, maybe I should refinance before I start paying them back. But again, the rates aren't, it depends on where you go and how many years you want to pay it off in. So if you're going to pick a five-year, like I'm going to pay off all my loans in five years, you might be able to get a good rate, but then you're going to have probably a really high payment each month. So again, for those of you that don't really understand refinancing, you can typically pay them off in like five years. I think some have seven years, 10 years, 15 years. I don't know if there's a 20-year, just depends. But again, the longer the amount of years that you pick, typically the higher the interest rate um, and the lower amount of years, the more you're going to pay per month. So again, it's not like they send you these things in the mail where they say, oh, it's two point whatever, and it seems like a really great deal, but then you don't realize the amount of money is going to be very high that you pay per month. So that's something that you definitely have to consider. Another thing I wanted to talk specifically about refinancing is that when you refinance, these banks or whoever you're refinancing through, they typically, they don't care what happens in your life. So if, you know, I don't know, something happens, you have a mortgage, you have kids, you have other bills, they don't care. You have to make your monthly payments or there's a lot of penalties. I don't even know what the penalties are, but they're bad. I know Sammy signed yeah, this big your, scary there, document. There's, there's major penalties. So if you miss a payment, all of a sudden you are like screwed. Like yes. they get rid of this 2.95% and now you're paying like 20% mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if anything, that's probably what they want. You so, know. So I feel like a lot of people right out of dental school, it's like, I got to refinance. But my advice is, you know, I know you might want to refinance, you want a lower rate, but make sure you're in a stable job. Dentistry, luckily, is, is a pretty stable career, but make sure you're stable. Make sure you have a stable income, especially if you have a lot of other finances, like you may have mortgage or, you know, I don't know, kids and other things you're paying for. Make sure you can make those monthly payments before you refinance. Uh, one nice thing I like about federal loans, because I'm still on federal, is that 
if I all of a sudden lose my job and I make $0 a month, I can drop my monthly payments down to almost nothing. Right now I'm on, um, I think the graduated something where every so often it goes higher. But again, I have a lot of yes. options. It's not, it's not like the income-based repayment? I'm on, um, I think it's like graduated income-based. See, it's been so, I forgot what it's called, but I, th I think it's income-based and then it slowly gets higher over time. I think that's mm -hmm. what I'm IBR, no, income-based repayment. Something like that, where it gets, it slowly gets higher over time. You said you're on income-based? Yeah, so. So it's based off your income. So correct me if I'm wrong, Daryl, if for whatever reason you take a big pay cut, your payments then go down lower, right? Right, right. So the tricky thing with the income-based repayment is you got to make sure that it covers enough for the interest that they have on your loans too. So that's another thing. So if you're not making a lot, right, and then the payments are not covering. So the income base is pretty much off your income, but it's not going to tell you, hey, you actually need to be paying this amount versus what, you know, what they tell you. You have to match it yourself. Do the math yourself pretty much because they're going to screw you over. It's like, well, huh, they can pay, what, $800 a month, but he, they need like $1,000 a month to cover the interest. So in the end of it, you're still accruing money. So that's, that's yeah. A, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's how they could get you. Yeah. So again, just something to think about before refinancing. Those are kind of the pros and cons. To be honest, Daryl, kind of, we were talking about this before we started uh, the show. I, I might just stay on federal, to be honest. Um, when I first graduated, um, I did have some grad plus loans. It, if you guys don't know what those are, that's good. You don't want to know what they are. But those are kind of <laughs> like the... Kahuna loans are like six to eight percent, I think. Yeah. So I did Pretty have gnarly. some grad plus loans. If you do have those, my advice is pay those off as soon as possible. If you're not ready to refinance or, you know, or maybe you don't have enough work experience, pay those off. You know, you better be eating top ramen every night and paying off that grad plus loan. That's personally what I did. I paid that off as quickly as I could. Now I think my highest interest is like five percent. It kind of varies. I have some varying ones. I think the highest is five, maybe a little over five, which is still pretty high. But again, something you think about, I could refinance, but you have to see, is it worth it to refinance for just one, one and a half percent when I lose all my options? So that's kind of what you have to, to weigh. Derek, can you talk about why you're still on federal? Same reasons or? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, two years for um, COVID. So obviously my schedule lightened up, especially with an acquisition of an office. So I haven't been paying myself for the last or for the first two, three so years. So you like the options with federal or you like the income based? Yeah. So that's the thing is like, it's going to be based off what I made. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't make a lot, okay. But at the same time, I have been doing the math to make sure that I can at least pay off what's the interest. So that's what I just learned recently. Um, but yeah, it can get pretty tricky because they can, you can, your loan payments can add up and you won't even know. So, and can I say one thing? So one more thing that we're not really talking about is that we're in this really inflationary period right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like with inflation just skyrocketing and prices increasing everywhere. Inflation actually helps debtors a lot. And that's something that a lot of people don't think about because the value of the money isn't um, as valuable, right? So that money that you have in debt, it's just, it, it's better. Uh, inflation always helps the debtors. So it's just something to think about too. I just want to 
point that out. There's a there's a, like a YouTube video, a student loan okay. financer channel or something like that, where he talks about how inflation affects people that are in student debt. And I would definitely encourage you guys to check that out. Before that question, I just want to say one thing. So thank you guys for the comments. Prince Robinson, um, just really quick. Um, I know he's not a, a, a dentist, but he's saying that he has top tooth that's chipped cause damage to his gum what can you do about really hard to assess and answer that without having some more information if you leave a comment down below i'll definitely try to get back to you later tonight just give me some more details and i can give you an idea of what we've seen and how that has helped our patients and then we have a, a person um isir ashanol uh, it says i'm a foreign trained dentist about to take the second boards and try to enter a two-year advanced program. The student loan debt is really discouraging me. So I'm assuming foreign-trained dentist that's working in the United States. Is that how you guys are reading it? Yeah. Um, did you guys have international dental students? We did. We had. Yeah. So they're pretty much either a previous dentist in their own country, and, are, and in order for them to practice, they have to go to school again, which means take the boards and then join the third and fourth years of dental students. So, and then that's why, um, yeah, that student loan, you're probably looking at, I want to say 200000 Um Yeah, I don't know what the, the PPID program costs, but I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty expensive for, especially just for two years. It's, it's usually even even more. It's, like it's, it's a, not it's cheap. It's a crazy amount. If you, got, if you don't mind sharing, what, what would be the price of yeah, being trained sharing. in the United States? If you can just comment down. I think, too, just kind of going off of it, because it is really discouraging. It's extremely discouraging, and I do think that there is this idea that, oh, I'm just going to go to dental school, and who cares about the debt, because, you know, I'll make all this money as a dentist, and just pay it off really easily. That's a lie. <laughs> oh, okay, not a yeah. lie. We can talk about that. No, well, no, I think it is kind of a lie. I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. Again, I was like, when I was in dental school, I'll be honest, I money just appeared every quarter and I was like, Oh, I got money now. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and no, it's true. I, I don't know if you guys will agree. It kind of felt like monopoly money. I was like, Oh, I got money now. And, and then I just let it, you know, I was like, okay, whatever I'm in school. And then it didn't really hit me that this is real money. I have to actually pay back until I graduated. And I started getting the bill. And then I was like, Whoa. Um, you know, I think definitely going along with that when you're in dental school, again, it's easy to just ignore it because you have so many other things going on. You don't want to stress about that. But, um, you know, try to be a little bit frugal in dental school. Be careful what loans you take out and, and truly only take out what you need. Um, you know, again, I made some mistakes in dental school. I like my I lived in this nice apartment in L.A. because I wanted to live in this fancy apartment and I probably could have paid less rent and lived somewhere else. But I didn't. Um, you know, if you have options or you've, if you are fortunate enough to have people help you out financially and then pay them back, that's always better. You know, I'm sure they'll probably not charge you interest or if you want to be official, I'm sure it'll be cheaper than your federal loan. So don't be afraid to like take advantage and think outside the box. Uh, but again, just being frugal in, in dental school and not going too crazy to keep those loans down. A hundred percent. 100%. Um, I just want to say uh, really quickly, for those of you out there, I know we have a small crowd today, but if you do want to call in, we are going to test it out. If you don't, I totally understand. I'm not expecting any calls, but if you want to call in and talk to us, there's the phone number. And if we can't figure it out, then we can't figure it out. You don't have to ask a question. You can just say hi. <laughs> you can just say hi too, okay? So we'll, we'll try to figure it out if, if we have any callers. Um, okay, Ashley, what is the next topic?
Um, I think other thing, again, if you guys have more questions about pros and cons of federal versus refinancing, feel free to ask them. But also, we kind of just want to talk a little bit, which you've kind of already started about, just managing your debt. Because no matter what, you're going to come out with debt and, and how to handle that, how, how we managed it, and just any insider advice we can give you guys. Um, I know, and I get no Samuel will kind of touch on this, but there are programs, which you guys probably already know, but you know, there's like the Army, the Navy, there's the, um, what's it called when you work in underserved areas? Mm, the, um, I'm forgetting that one. Oh, pub, public, I wrote down, public service loan forgiveness. Public service loan forgiveness. There's also grants like Cal Health uh, in California. Mm-hmm. You can, There's a Medi-Cal too. Yeah, yes. Medi-Cal where, where they give you grants like up to $300,000 five years. I don't know how long that If you guys are last. in California, look up Cal Health Cares. It's, it's a grant. Um, just, just look that up or ask us questions about it. That is an option for people in California. Um, but again, I think the reality is, I think you guys have probably already heard a lot of these programs before, but I think the reality is that maybe it doesn't apply to a lot of people. Maybe that's not going to fit with your lifestyle or your family. It's hard to move to a random area. Um, if you're already situated somewhere, but those are those options out there you can look into. Again, I think, Reality is most people have a certain place they want to go practice, and that's where they're going to go practice. But I think outside of, of dental school, I have a lot of friends that they graduated, and, man, they're driving some nice nice cars, you know. They, yes, a bunch they of uh, BMWs, M4s. Oh, yeah. Who's our one friend that, well, his name should not be named. He drives a R8. But he's our also one friend. A, but he's also a specialist. So oh, oh, I know, I know. He, he, we cannot speak his name here. But I do have um, I do have a question for you guys. We so love you. For, for, I know, he's the ho- he's the homie. So for for a person who, um, let's say a person graduates and and they are high in debt. Let's say it's like seven hundred thousand dollars, something crazy like that. What is the top piece of advice that you would give that person? Um, is it that he has to work seven days a week? Is it that he has to work corporate office? What advice would you give that person? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people. In fact, there's going to be more people out there that have that those type of debts. Daryl? So I'm, I am in this group because when I got out of dental school, I was like, man, I'm making a lot of money, you know? So obviously you make more money, your lifestyle becomes inflated. I do nicer things carelessly spend because I got money and I deserve it, right? And it wasn't until, you know, going through practice ownership and having a daughter having and then managing your finances where it's like, I'll be a little bit more deliberate in what I do. So I think my number one advice, I wish someone told me this when I graduated, is live below your means. You can get excited, you know, do things that you want to do. You know, enjoy yourself, but think twice before... You um, spend your hard-earned dollars because, yeah, it, it can catch up. And then sooner or later, you're going to be in debt and then a lot of debt. And you're going to have to figure out, relearn how to manage your money. So I think that's the number one. It's a skill, right? So I, I don't think, I don't, I didn't learn how to manage my money until, you know, the past few years where I'm like, oh, got got these bills to pay. How am I going to do that? Why am I going to come up with the money? Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Ashley? Yeah, I think um, along those lines, Daryl brought up a good point. I definitely, when I first got a residency and started working, went a little, I didn't go that crazy, but I definitely, I think, spent money I didn't need to spend. Because the the reality is we've all been in school probably the majority of our lives and haven't really had an income. Yeah, 28 years. For the majority (laughs) of our life, we haven't really had actual 
legit income. So it feels good when I first started making money. I said, whoa. And so, you know, I probably could have saved more, but I didn't. I was spending it. And, you know, get granted, I was still paying my bills, but I probably could have put more towards my loans. So I I definitely agree with Daryl on that. And I think every dental student says they're not going to do that. But then it's hard once you start actually making money and and you want to enjoy it finally because you've worked so hard. You guys have all worked so hard that you now finally want to enjoy your life and, 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 you know, and go out and do fun things. Um, I think another thing to talk about is, like Sam has mentioned, are you just supposed to work a ton of days? Are you supposed to do corporate? Um, Those are some things you have to think about. Me personally, um, I worked corporate for like two and a half years and I made really good money doing corporate. And that might not be for everyone. That's okay. But I know a lot of people that work part-time corporate and part-time private. Um, just because, I don't want to say always, but typically you can get paid more in a corporate setting. Not always, but a lot of times you can. But again, you're in a different sort of practice. It's a different environment. It might not be for everyone. But just something to look into to maybe make a little bit extra money, at least part-time. Just something to think about. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Couple more comments. So, um, by Sierra Chonal. Sorry if I'm uh, screwing that name up. I train the Dominican Republic. I live in Trinidad, but I am American. Would you recommend pursuing a hygienist career or going all the way with dentistry? Well, you you know, I think it, I mean I'll take over for a second here. I think you have to go with what you're passionate about. You know, I know we are so gloom and doom about dentistry, but also like you know, you're going to get past the debt. You're going to have a successful career as long as you're passionate about it, passionate about whatever you do. So it's hard. You know, hygiene also, I'm assuming, has some major debts associated with it too. So, you know, the ceiling is maybe higher with dentistry, um, but there is that massive amount of debt that you have to overcome. And whether you overcome it by living way below your means or whether you overcome it by working more days. These are things that you have to consider. So I don't know if I necessarily have the answer. Does anyone have any other comments about that? All I know is you guys have the best doblés sandwiches in Trinidad. Doblés. Very good. I don't know what that Um, is. Doblés. I like saying it. Sandwich or breakfast. I forget. It's been there. It's been a while since I've been there. But if you want to do dentistry, go for it. Um, I think, or even if you have a question, uh, check out hygiene and then that will kind of give you the insight to okay do I want to pursue hygiene and then go into dentistry um, it's going to take a little bit more time and more work you know double the school so I mean I if I were you I would go all the way but if you're still questionable I mean at least in hygiene you kind of know what's up yeah just to add kind of Sammy already hit the point I wanted to say again definitely you have to see are you going to be happy being a hygienist role, it seems like you said you're a dentist in another country. Um, you know, is that something that's going to make you happy and fulfilled? And if it will, that, that's great. But I think I would ask that question. Also, Sammy also kind of mentioned, to, to me personally, just one of the negatives financially of hygiene is I feel that it kind of caps at a certain point. I don't know if you guys agree with that. It kind of caps at a certain point. Versus dentistry, I feel like, I don't want to say it's endless, but there's just so many possibilities of way to make money as a dentist or do different things as a dentist. So I just see that's one of the the pros of going into dentistry over hygiene. Yeah, there's no there's no right answer, yeah, right? I hard. mean, if you also think that, I mean, hygienists have a great life too. Yes. But I personally know some hygienists that are pursuing a different career path, 
you know, and they're getting into, what was it, the mortgage game yeah. or something and like that? And that was their reason because they felt like they were capped. They felt like they were capped at, what at, they could at make. their salary ceiling and they want to be able to make more. And so they're they're doing a little bit of hygiene, a little bit of something else. I think a lot of um, our generation does that where we do like, you know, we're, we're dabbling in a few things. We don't want to be shackled to one profession. Um, but you just have to know that every career that you do is not just dentistry. Every career that you do is going to have their negatives and positives and you have to weigh them. Now, dentistry in particular, it has an extremely high debt burden. So I do understand where you're coming from. Um, it's a hard question to answer. So, um, should we jump to another question or do you guys want to? Oh, what, one thing comment? I just wanted to yeah. add, you, um, cause you kind of talking about like dabbling and other things. A little dab. Have, little you, dab I, have you guys ever heard the saying that I've heard it before that dentistry, I forgot the saying, but say, a lot of people will say a lot of times dentistry isn't always going to make you rich, but what's the saying? But the money you can, you can use. What's yeah. Saying? Just saying like, if you have a high um, income job, that doesn't necessarily make you rich. It's what you do with that money whether it's with your investments or whether it's yeah, there, there's a, a saying I've heard. I can't remember now. Basically it's just saying that a lot of people say that just being a dentist isn't gonna make you rich, but the money you make, you can use to invest to, to do other things. So I, mean, I, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? If you're a dentist, you're in the top 5% yeah. of society. If you want to yeah. be in the 1%, you're not doing dentistry. <laughs> you're doing something else. But I guess what I was trying, you know, my, my point is about dabbling in other things like crypto miner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is um you know don't be afraid to have like you know you can have like a side hustle you can do other things besides just dentistry to make money you can take the money that you make in dentistry and, and we already talked about this investing it in other things that make you money to help pay off your your debt and just in general you know make more money as a whole uh, but I think that's important is also you know paying off your loans but also putting that money um, someplace that'll make you more. That's one, I don't know if it's a regret, but one, I wish I invested my money more. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like, this is like a whole nother, I don't know a lot about investing, but if you're younger, like you should start investing Save. now. Yeah, saving Save your money. and investing in something semi, semi-safe, not too risky. I wish I invested sooner, for sure. But don't be like me and invest in all the wrong things. Yeah, don't that's be not, like not me. Not <laughs> he uh, just picked random stocks. That's why. No, I did not. Yeah. I picked some really good stocks. <laughs> okay. But anyways, I, okay. I think I'm doing better on the stock market. Sorry. You are. You are actually. Oh, so no one, no one, no one's called me yet. That's fine. You still have a chance. Please uh, call <laughs> us, guys. We're tr testing something new. I spent a lot of time yesterday Ron, trying to figure it out. Ron, you know who you are. It, Give us a call. <laughs> I mean, if I can't figure it out. But uh, also, one more thing, guys, like the video, share the video, post Thank it you. on your social media accounts. We are live. Have you heard? Have, has anyone ever seen a live dental video podcast? I don't think so. That's why we created it. And it's kind of scary, but it's also fun. And there's an amazing community. So like the video and um, share it with all your friends. So I'm going to read this next question. Yes. Thank you, Craig Broomfield, Teach Hun Media. I appreciate you guys finally TJ. getting in the chat. And Get in the chat. I want to talk to you guys. So, but let me, let me ask, let me, yeah, let me read. Or actually, read why don't comment. you read it? Yeah, read the comment. You read it. KT. Hi, can you guys go over the pros and cons of a partnership opportunity that's usually mentioned in an associate job job offer? How realistic is it? Thanks. Um, well, I guess I can answer this and then you guys can. Okay, you start. So I remember in my first job opportunity, I specifically asked about um, a partnership or buying in. Um, but it took about five years before they actually entertained and put it back on the table. 
So for this person, if they've already from the beginning was like, hey, I'm looking for a partnership, then I would look into it. Now, there's a few things <clears throat> that you want to look into because either A, they want a partnership because they want to back off, but then not solely um, let go of the office. So I guess the question you have to answer yourself is, do you want to be a partner and have a 50-50 ownership, if that's even possible? And then if not, then if you want to be a sole owner, then you may this may not be the right um, choice for you because once you're in a partnership, you know, you buy in and then, then you buy additional percentages until you get your 50%. And that could technically be a lot more expensive because the value of the practice goes up, assuming that you guys are growing every year. So you have to get revalued every time you want to buy in for more. Uh, guys, jump in really quick. A good partnership is incredibly hard to find unless mm -hmm. it's clearly stated at the beginning that this person wants you to take over. Even then, it's still hard to find because I have an example of a friend up in Arizona and they were going to partner with um, with this person, whatever. She was going to sell the office to them and it didn't work out. And then I had another friend, same thing happened, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Maybe the value they didn't agree with. They wanted more money for the value or or like hundreds of things. So you just got to be really, um, you got to be really upfront and you got to ask those questions early on and you got to look for those unique opportunities. The older dentists maybe that are ready to retire that are looking to mentor. They are out there, but it's rare and few in between. And it's typically going to be found at private practice offices, right? So, um, and remember, I, I think the biggest advice I would have for someone who's a new dentist who's out there is that don't be afraid to go work at multiple offices. You can go work for someone and then maybe it doesn't, you don't like the environment, then leave, quit, give your two-week notice, be respectful, you know, but if it's not a good relationship, it's not a good relationship. And I can't tell you how many people I see that just stay in their, these like toxic environments and they're not happy and there's no opportunity for them to buy the practice out you know, you have to make sure you're doing what is best for you and they're going to be doing what's best for them. And, you know, it's funny because I talk to my yeah. wife sometimes and she's looking out for the other person more than she's looking out for herself. It's crazy. Um, you know, the point of looking out for yourself, right? Some people have good intentions, but behind that, they're a bear. You know, we live, it's shark infested out here. It's, you know, Southern California. Um, but yeah, new people can be very... Um, like, I don't know what it, critical or like crucial, like backstabbing, you know, you just don't know it, you know, it may appear, they may appear nice, but look out for yourself. Yeah. I think just to add to that about partnerships specifically, you know, not buying, but if you want to partner with someone, um, I think first of all, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think most owner docs, it's going to be, you know, a couple of years. Like Daryl said, it, what took you like five years? It took me five years before they're like, hey, do you want to buy in? See, it's going <laughs> to take a while. You know, it's going to not just going to be like one year. They're going to need to make sure like, do they like you? Do you guys get along? How serious are you? Because the reality mm -hmm. is associate doctors come and go. So, um, you know, how realistic it's going to be, you know, yeah, a couple of years, probably I would say, you know, four or five years before you consider it. Yeah. But also you got to see if you even want to partner with that person. Like Sammy mentioned, um, I don't want to say they don't exist, but successful partnerships, would you say, I don't want to say they're rare, but I'm just, you know, they're not, they're not easy to find that perfect match to do business with is, is hard. So you got to find that right fit or again, find a, a, 
a situation where maybe the owner doctor wants to stay for a year and then sell it and leave. But you got to find that right fit uh, to be an actual partner 50 50. That's hard. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, so your partner? No, so they offer. So what's yeah? What's your story? So they offered it. So it's been. I'm gonna be about five years this summer. Yeah. Um, great office. You know, they've taught me a lot. Now that it's been five years, they have offered me to buy in. Okay, so buy now like a percentage. Right. So now the whole thing is, all right. This is the office, or you buy into the company at a certain percent. How much can you buy it? Well, first you got to get it valued. And then they're like, okay, how much money do you want to throw So not in? necessarily 50-50. Yeah. So the both owners have 50-50. Okay. Now, if I wanted to buy like 30%, yeah. someone has to give up 15. Mm. I, the other one has to give up 15. Valued at yeah. that point in time, 30%, let's say, is, let's say average is $4 million for the whole company. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even know the math. Um, yeah. But let's say 1.2, I had to put in one2 million I guess or something I don't know some absurd amount of money and then that's my percentage and then every time I wanted to buy in we had to reevaluate the practice and be like okay now this percentage is up is more because of the the office group but yeah anyways and then it kind of becomes a little tricky sometimes if you're not 50 50 you know if they have more than you oh yeah and it's like how do you decide on like you know, hiring and firing and and important decisions about your business when you're a partial owner, you don't have as many shares. I feel like that can get really complicated. Hey guys, um, I just want to say that we have our first caller. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us caller? Yes, I can. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Can you just say your first name and your question, sir? Ron. Okay, and your question. You oh, I'm so sorry, Ron, but we are we are Ron, working so a live a video podcast. So sometimes, you know, mistakes yeah, happen. It's, it's it's not a question, it's a statement. I just want to say uh, Dr. Sammy yep. is my dentist and he's done a great job on my crown. And I just want to say love your show and you guys are doing a great job and I really enjoy uh, watching you on Monday. Listen, Ron, you are an amazing guest. And because of that, we're going to send you a free Apple Watch because we had no other callers. So thank you so much to you, Ron. Thank you for calling. Um, We'll see you at the next show, okay? Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Talk to you later. Bye, you. <laughs> true, true, you know he, that is a. That was funny. I think I that had is, another is caller. A, a patient. That Do you, you mind if on? I? I'm going to put. There, we had one more. Caller. We had one more caller. Hold on a calling. second. Uh, they called by I put them to voicemail. Uh, Greg, you are on the line. You are on the um, you're on after the hours. dental after hours zone podcast. Do you have a question for us? Greg is an orthodontist. Oh, it's working. Yeah, it's you're it's alive, working. Greg. You're alive. You got to be careful. Or you're going to get canceled. <laughs> Do you have a question, sir? No, no, it's, it, it is a question. It's actually like a comment thanks on like what you guys were saying a minute ago, where it was like you know if you don't feel comfortable in an office, you know, sorry, it's like echoing with a you got you got to turn video. turn your video off, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, because the thing was, is, uh, you know, you say that if you're not comfortable in an office, you should just hop out. But I think that, you know, it's a comment and a question. It's like, you know, through adversity is how you really grow. So where do you guys think the cutoff should be? You know, whereas, you know, there's if it's a tough time, maybe it's, you just need to grow through it or there's, you know, barriers of growth. So I think it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I want to know you guys' take on that. Yeah, so I think Greg Greg is saying that he's actually taking the counterpoint. He's saying, if correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but he's saying that maybe 
people have to push through it in order to grow. Um, and Greg, I think what I'm saying is that I, I hear you and I think that's important to push through it and grow, but I'm saying if there's no opportunity available or if the opportunity isn't good, let's say for example, you're out of practice and you're not getting paid properly, you know, then I would say you got to cut your losses short. But I also do think there's a lot of value to pushing through, showing your value, and then you might have those opportunities in the future. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, for growing or, I guess, leaving the office kind of thing, it's, I guess for me, it would be, can I sleep at night doing the dentistry that I'm comfortable doing at that office? Okay, you can do all the stuff that they tell you to do, but at the end of the day, if you can't sleep well knowing that you did the best dentistry you can, I'd probably leave and find another opportunity. I would go in, in that terms, if the office is right for me or not. Ashley? Yeah, I think, I think Greg, that's a really good uh, comment and, and question. Um, I think that, you know, kind of, I'm like, how do I answer this? I think kind of what there's, that's a hard question. That's a really good question because I do agree with you, Greg, that especially right out of school, I think at least like the first, you know, we talked about this before, the first like three, five years are going to be kind of uncomfortable no matter where you work. Because I've worked in multiple offices and it's always, there's some kind of discomfort. So part of it is growing and pushing through. I would say people, whether just, whether deciding to stay or leave is just, do you see the potential for a future there? You know, yeah, things might be uncomfortable, but can you, do you see yourself working here? Or especially if you're doing a partnership, do you see yourself working with these people? That to me would be kind of like Daryl was saying and you know, ethically, and is it someone you can work with in the future? Hey, Greg, uh, since I got you on the line, can I do a follow-up question to you? Very nice of you question. Wait, wait a minute. Now am I going to be the yeah, one that's being interviewed? Yeah, you are. You are definitely being interviewed, all right? So <laughs> I just have a question, you know, like for specialists out there. So for those that don't know, Dr. Greg is an amazing orthodontist based in Michigan right now, and uh, he also has a channel called Braces Explained. I definitely encourage you guys to check it out, over 100,000 subs. But, um, Greg, what is – the cutoff for someone who's in a specialty, I know some specialty people that have over $800,000 worth of loans. You heard about the One orthodontist million. that had a million dollars worth of loans. Like, do you feel like there's a certain cutoff where you really shouldn't be taking on that additional risk? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. So now, I mean, especially nowadays, that million dollar debt is not going to be as rare. I mean, the most recent numbers from NYU, you're looking at 600000 for just dental, right? So you tack on the average ortho residency. I don't know about average. I don't know what it is now. But I'm assuming it's close to the upper twos, the low 300,000. So it's easy going to, people are easily going to hop up into the millions with debt. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of have to weigh out how you want to repay it. Um, because you're not going to, you can't just go into the profession for fun. You have to kind of, yeah, of course you should enjoy what you do. But at the same time, you also have to, figure out how you want to repay it. And if you're looking at a million dollars in debt, you have to consider how many days a week are you willing to work to repay that debt? If you're okay with working seven days a week, then I mean, yeah, it's still worth it, right? Or even six days a week. But people that go into the profession thinking that they're going to get away with working three, four days, eh, four maybe, three days a week, they're in for a rude awakening because no matter what debt you're in, there's going to be a way to, you know, either by forgiveness or something, you're going to come out of it. But to live a, a, you know, a fulfilling life and practice good dentistry, 
that, that's where you have to kind of wait out to see when at what value is it worth it because you have to look into the retainment before you dive into it did you i was lucky i went into a residency i was paid so for my for me you know i'm, I'm still in debt from dental school but at least my residency i didn't have to undertake additional debt that was a huge decision making process when i was on a residency yeah yeah you were one of the lucky ones some people had to pay a lot for residency but you got paid a, a stipend i believe if I'm, if I'm, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, did did you refinance your loans? I don't want to take too much of your time, but one more question. Yeah. So 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 what I did was when I graduated, I my I have a really really strange circumstance scenario kind of a thing. So what I did was I I took on my parents' mortgage um, when I finished residency, and with the mortgage there was you know some equity in it. So I used that and basically bundled my loans with that, and I basically paid off my student loans by putting it into rolling it into the mortgage. So, I mean, it's not paid off, but instead of paying it off over, you know, five years, 10 years through the government, I paid it off through part of my mortgage now, basically. And I have 30 years to pay it off, um, which I, I locked in a low interest rate, but then I got none of this uh, student loan freezing because literally um, I went into the loan right when the student loan got frozen for everybody else. So I've been paying at it, but it's, uh, I basically gave away any of that loan forgiveness or any of that kind of stuff that you'd get through federal loans, right? So I still have my loans, but I'm, I'm tripping at it just slower with a lower interest rate. I did. Nice. That's amazing. I mean, I, I think it's a, a really wise decision, Greg, because, you know, the housing market exploded and hopefully you got more value. Hey, man, thank you for yeah. calling in, Dr. Greg. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for what you guys are doing. I think this is really awesome. I've I appreciate tuned it. in every week, but... You know, I, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people right now that are watching that I think it's time for a skit. Whoa. <laughs> Greg with a skit. Do you skits. have a, a, okay, well, do you have a skit idea? Yeah, uh, we have uh, someone in the house chanting skit over here. here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I hear. So why don't you give us a skit? Why don't you give oh, us you a skit? Oh, you want a skit, skit circumstance yeah. scenario, huh? Yeah, why don't you, you give us a skit? Why don't you think about it, put it in the chat when you got the skit, and we'll act it out. How about that? Um, I, I have a better idea. How oh. about one where um, my dog is jumping on my knee right now? How about a patient comes in wanting to bring their dog into the dental chair? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Okay. That dumb one? Okay. So, yeah, do that. Why not? You know, make me laugh, funny man. Okay. All right. I will make you laugh like a monkey. All right. Oh. Thanks again for having me, you guys. Thank okay. you, Greg. Thank, Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay, we are no longer accepting any callers <laughs> any more time because that was a terrible experience. No, I just, <laughs> wait, I'll okay, read this no, comment. Well, okay, let's read the comment, then we'll do we'll do Greg's skit. Okay, uh, Ashley, why don't you read the comment? So the comment is, how difficult can it be for a foreign trained dentist entering the advanced program, and what are the most reasonable dental schools? Cheapest I've seen so far, I've seen one in Puerto Rico. Um, so it's saying, how difficult can it be for a foreign trained dentist entering the advanced dental program or the most reasonable dental schools? I don't know much about that. I, I do. I would imagine that it's very difficult to enter the advanced program. But in a lot of ways, it's all about connections. You know, at our school, there was like they had training available and the people enter training with I think it was like Dr. Stevenson. I don't know if you remember, Ashley. And then they did that, and then that was kind of their way in, the connection, because it's very competitive. Obviously, you have to have good grades and good whatever testing that you have to do to get it done, but there is that as well. 
Um, she, and what's the cheapest school? Is that what she's asking? Yeah, she's asking cheapest program. What, what's the cheapest dental school right now? Uh, well, so to again, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. To be honest, we probably don't know a ton about specifically the advanced programs for foreign trained dentists. Um, but if you're asking about difficult meaning like to get in I'd agree with Sammy like going to visit the school because unfortunately they want to see a face there's typically in the advanced programs not a ton of students so uh you know go and meet them ahead of time would be my advice if, if that's what you're asking and cheapest unfortunately again I honestly don't know a lot of the prices of the advanced programs um but I wouldn't be surprised if Puerto Rico was more reasonable um but unfortunately, the advanced programs, from what I've heard, again, I went to UCLA, and I know it was pretty expensive, unfortunately. I think a lot of them are pretty pricey, the advanced programs. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be my, I'm just saying, I know, like, the cheapest dental schools, again, are in-state, but unfortunately, as an advanced student, uh, that's not really an option for yeah. foreign-trained. Okay. Thank you for that question. I appreciate it. And there's another comment. Thank you for saying, thank you for saying it's okay to quit. I feel so bad about quitting my job after only six months, but I was never treated well there. You did the right thing. A hundred percent. You yeah, did the right just thing. Just to, not to cut you off, but to yeah. comment on that. Cause I feel like I have this problem. Like Sammy said, Oh, sorry. Do you want to keep talking? I'm joking. I'm joking. We'll talk, we'll talk, <laughs> about, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, you know, just a con, cause I feel like Sammy mentioned that I'm the kind of person. And I think a lot of us out there, I kind of almost feel bad quitting you know, I think that we're all dentists, so we're all, we're not quitters. So when I, if I want to leave a job, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, quitting, I'm giving up, and I almost felt bad. I want to be a team player. I don't want to let people down. Um, maybe that's not everyone, but that's just me personally. So I struggle with that too. Um, but I think, like Sammy said, it's okay to quit if you're not being treated well. Um, at the end of the day, obviously you want to be reliable, but if it's not a right fit, it's not a right fit, and that's okay. And most Again, when I was in dental school, I had this idea in my head that I was going to graduate and then go to this office, and then that would just be my office. I don't know I had this like idea in my head, but that's unfortunately not the reality. Daryl wants to say something. I think. No, no, I didn't. Mean, You're laughing. Yeah. I just thought, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to find an older dentist that wants to train me, and that's that. And then I have an office. Um, but the reality is, most people, not all, but a lot of people work at uh, more than one office. They leave and they and they have to find the right fit. That's I think the norm. Sammy, uh, how long were you at that one office for? Yeah, I mean, uh, so to make you feel better, yeah. I, went, I went to an office with actually a really nice dentist, really amazing. No, he was sweet a good guy. guy. And I just didn't want to make the drive. <laughs> like, it was like a 40 minute drive in the morning. And it just, I was ready to do something else. And so I was only there for like three weeks. Now, you know, and nice. and that, I, I gave sure. my notice and I told yeah. him, look, here's a two week notice, whatever. And then when I left, I also sent like, like uh, what's it called edible arrangements is that what it's called edible yeah, arrangements you i felt bad you know but but i guess the, the main thing that you need to know is that no one is looking out for you except yourself mm -hmm. and yeah. maybe your significant other and, like, <laughs> and, and that's like i'm being like dead honest here no one is looking out for you so you have to look out for yourself and yeah. if that means leaving a job that you're unhappy with finding new newer opportunities mm -hmm. then you have to pursue those opportunities because they are far and few in between so um, that's what I would say about yeah. that. Um, just to add on to that, behind the scenes, you know, you apply for that job, right? On Craigslist or something? Where, where did you find the job on? I think it was like, I, I was probably Craigslist. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> like for some reason, the D's on Craigslist, Craigslist, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure you, there were like five other applicants. So, hey, Sammy leaves. Let me just go my second best. That's it. Exactly. Right? So there, there's always a running application pool. Mm -hmm. 
So don't feel bad if you quit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they have more applicants that they can yeah. filter. And like, if, hey, you want a job? If they yeah. want you, they will find a way to make it work. So that's and, what and it also, is. you people need to remember too that you know. And I'm not saying the owner doctors are bad or you know whatever. The, I'm sure they're nice people, but the reality is, it's a business. So they're hiring you to you know see more patients. They're basically hiring you to make money. Okay, pay that's their Ferrari payments. Yeah. So again, you gotta, you know, they're not doing it just to like be nice to you. They're hiring you to make money. So um, again, you gotta look at it that way. You're an employee to them. And like I said, if it's not the right fit, that's okay. Um, you gotta do what's right for you and not other people that are your employer. That's the reality. And then the next question is would you recommend um, would you recommend investing while, you're still, while in you're still in debt? I'm not sure if it's already been covered. Once again, it depends, right? So like in my certain scenario i am paying the minimum amount 2.95% interest can i make that interest elsewhere can i invest in myself can i invest in the stock market right now i'm not doing very well in the stock market so maybe i should have put my money in my in my debt right you know what i'm saying so it, it's hard to make that decision i think investing at least to some degree in the in the market or in whatever real estate if you have that opportunity i think it's good for you i think you should um, I mean, but, but, but let yeah. me just say one thing. I mean, inflation, the market, like if you bought a house, you would have made a lot of money pre-2020. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't make that decision and we kind of felt, you almost always feel like you're making the wrong, at least for me, I always feel like I'm making the wrong decision. So yeah, Greg is saying, depends on the student loan interest rate. If your interest is super high, then you should probably be focusing on paying off high interest um, debt. But if your interest rate is very low, then maybe there's more opportunities to make those investments. Should we end it on a skit or what do you want? Do you have, what do you, what do you well, think? Well, I just wanted to add just last thing on yeah. that is um, just like with investing uh, again, I'll, I don't know much about stocks. So I probably can't shouldn't say too much about it, but obviously like that's a, I would say kind of a risky investment. So I'm not saying don't, but just be careful with that. But what I, the point I wanted to make is um, focus on invest, investing in yourself and investing in things that can uh, make you more income if possible. You know, oops, sorry, we're dropping stuff. You know, try to, like I said, if, if you have the ability to invest in yourself and by meaning um, taking a course that can let you do procedures that will help you make more money, that's a good investment. Or investing in a business that can yeah. help you make more money. You know, because sometimes, I get it, no one wants to go spend thousands of dollars on a education course. CE. Yeah, <laughs> we, you don't want to. But again, sometimes it's like we've invested um, some money in to. courses. Yeah. It's part of it. And yeah. that's part of being able to make more as a dentist is being able to do, you know, those veneers or surgical extractions. And unfortunately, a lot of those skills you may not get in dental school. So think about investing things like that. Also, I think you got to kind of be everywhere, a little bit of stocks, but obviously yeah. be careful with that. So I do stocks and investing. Okay. So yeah. it's a lot. It's another skill. So, uh, who's the person? So, Sush Blush. If you're going to do this, you, you need to study, do your homework, study the stock market, and then make sure you get your money right with everything else. I use investing. I have play money. So, whatever, like, $1,000 here, see how it goes, whatever. Because... Play money. Yeah, you can have, you, you can have play money, but make sure that play, everything else is already taken care of before you dabble into that listen this is what you're gonna do you're gonna take all your money and invest in a high-risk marijuana stock just watch just watch it explode to the moon just 
Actually, I should probably say this is not financial advice. Okay, I don't yes, know what I'm doing, no. and I've lost a lot of money in the stock market. Yeah, I've, I mean, stocks and Teach on Media stocks and crypto. So Teach on Media. Shout out to Teach on. He is a great <laughs> lab tech out in Hawaii. Oh, Digital cool! You know? Yeah. So I went to school with his cousin. Oh, that's cool. He's a lab tech in Hawaii. Hey, he's dude! Thanks for watching. Appreciate you watching. Yeah. And he's really good at stocks and crypto. I will plug in his stuff because he runs a Discord. And yeah, plug it in. He's, he's all yeah, good about it. Cool. All right. Is that the plug? Well, I'll put it on the I'll, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll put it I'll put it on the comments, but and I'll plug Greg. I'll plug yeah. Greg too. Greg is actually, um, you know, th it's funny he called in, but he's actually doing a course eventually about um, investments and stuff like that too. So he's he's making it right now. So cool. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Greg. Okay, we'll do a skit and sign off. Yeah, let's do it. Do a skit. Greg so, wants us to do a skit okay. with the dog. So here's a skit. He's saying we got to make it up on the spot. <laughs> so um, not the dog. Yeah, this is what I so, thought of. I thought of one. So a patient comes in with a dog barking like crazy, like pit bull status. Well, this is going to be kind of an unbelievable, but pit bull status, or like just like an aggressive dog, right? And front desk is like, "Whoa, hold up there, cowboy! Like we're not allowed to have dogs here because you know we got to protect our staff, and some patients don't like dogs." But the person's like, "No, this is a service animal," but the dog is not wearing a service animal collar is this even a real thing am i doing this the right way i think this is real it can and, be real. and so has a better skit and the person the person is coming in for a full mouth reconstruction and your whole day has been blocked out but you have another dentist in the office who's working on patients and the, there's a patient in the room that says i'm allergic to dogs i'm scared for my life boom what do you do wait wait so ashley the person wait wait the person <laughs> oh wait we're acting it out sorry the person with the dog is the one getting the full mouth rehab yes <laughs> I, I would say, of course, bring your dog in. Let me get him. Let me get you some water. Wait, hold on. We're supposed to act it out, right? No, I, we right. can't do this. We can't yeah. act this Greg, out like this, Greg. Give us this a is better skit. Let's just say, let's okay. Let's 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 do how we would respond. <laughs> Greg, give us a better. Okay, skit. how would you respond? How would you respond? How do you respond? So, Ashley, how do you respond? A patient brought a dog in. Patient brings a dog in. But you're doing thirty thousand dollars worth of treatment. You're doing like a huge case. Upper, lower, but then you have another dentist who's who's scheduled, and there's a patient complaining, saying, "I'm allergic to dogs." What What are they doing on that other patient? They're doing just cleanings and simple fillings. Ah, so I'll tell you what I would do. I would say, "I'm so sorry. This is a a service dog. She has anxiety. We'll have to reschedule <laughs> you for your cleaning." I know. I would. I I'm would go joking. in. I would go in. And I'd just be like, "Hey, is it okay if I put the dog in the doctor's office? They're not going to be roaming around the hallway." And that, that's how I would handle it. But then what if the person says, this is a horrible skit. Greg, Greg. You, ru you ruined the quality of the show. Greg. Look at what you did. <laughs> I mean, if they don't have the service tag, it's like, prove it. Yeah. I, I got a more, not, I got a more realistic one. I've had patients when I'm working on them, and they're holding their crying baby. Like, Wah! and then I'm like trying to like work on them. I'm like, oh, can you hold your kid? That's a tough one. Yeah, I've, I worked with patients with... I mean, they're trying their best. They don't want to watch their, their kid. Yeah, they're trying their best. But I've worked on people holding, like, crying babies. Yeah, that's tough. Dang, so yeah. you weren't working on the baby. It was No, no, I was working the on, the, on the, the mom, and she was holding the baby, and she was, like, crying, and I was, like, drilling, and I'm like, hold on. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to do, like, a crown prep. Yeah, bring bring your baby carriage. Babysitter, front office. Get a babysitter. Front desk oh, reception. no, I've had front reception, like, at other offices. They, they like, will hold the baby. And, like, the yeah. assistant, the, like, persons, oh, they'll babysit. I'll say, I got to do this procedure. Yeah, I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. That'll happen though. Patient, 
no. patient parent questioning we're the not, call. We're not doing these skits. We'll do them after. Greg. Okay. It's been the 60-minute mark, Wait, guys. there was another question. Oh, there was one more question. Let me answer one more question, then we're going to sign off. What's the question? Oh, if you were in double the student loan debt when you graduated, would you still think it's worth it? If I was in double the student loan debt when you graduated, when you graduated, like if my debt was double than what I had it, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let's just say really like cool. if my it goes to the question like at what point is it not worth it? Well, you, I mean, I'm hoping you would have answered that before you went to dental school. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I know someone, I know a person who went through specialty school, and then the first year, she was like, or he was like, nah, at this amount. Oh, really? And they quit. Yeah. And then, but why? they also have a good side gig. I but mean, why did they quit? More distress, politics. Oh, really? Probably. Yeah. I didn't get into too much detail. Well, but it's it good was, that they figured it out. Well, that's yeah. That's it's good it you was, didn't go yeah. too far, you know. But oh. then I didn't ask what happens to that year of school, you know. You had to pay for it. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, I'll be honest. I I don't know if if I was graduating with like eight hundred k, like these people with a million. I mean, I'll be honest. No, I wouldn't want a million of debt. That's that's the reality, or even like eight hundred k. That to me is too much. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, so there's a post I read the other day about student debt, right? And if you knew, well, this person was very like, if it doesn't matter that because you he loves dentistry, so the the ceiling is high, so you can make a lot of money and do a lot of good work. It's just how you it's just how you view it, you know. So. This debt actually is not bad debt, you know. You can leverage this debt, buy an office, do a bunch of things with it. You know, obviously you got to pay it off, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's such a hard question. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, it has been an excellent show. Sorry you messed up the skits. It's Greg's well, sorry fault. Sorry you messed up the skits. Completely <laughs> Dr. Joking. Greg's fault. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Next time, we want more callers because we want to engage with you We like it. We like it. We really do. And we want to share our experiences. We are not experts in this field. We are sharing our experiences so that maybe you guys can get some pieces of advice. And don't worry. If you call in, we won't interview interview you how we did Greg. No, I'm definitely interviewing. (laughs) We'll ask questions. Yeah. Greg's Greg's our friends. We had to give him a hard time. Yeah. But um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Next time, please promote the show. Like the video on your way out. Share it with people. We don't do enough, um, I guess, what's it called? Promoting promotion. promotion. We're not really trying <laughs> that hard on that end because we're so busy. And um, But I do want to have eventually a lot of people watching this and helping uh, as many people we as also possible. We want more people too on here. Yeah, we want more people. We, we want more guests. Eventually, I want to have like 20 guests here, like in this studio a office bunch of space. Nerds. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get there. Anyways, guys, um, what, are, what are we signing off with? Okay, so Daryl, what is going to be the highlight of your weekend anything to look forward to this weekend yeah this or week. this, this week. week what are you looking what forward to come on dude what you doing bro i know you play basketball know. i did play basketball but that was thursday you make any threes no oh, well. i did score uh, like eight points though hey but we still lost but what do we hold, hold up what do we do what are you looking forward to dentistry or non-dentistry Dang. probably oh thursday i kind of have a half day so hanging out with my daughter is that That's what, nice. so on your half days, it's about family? Yeah. So like Thursday and then I'm like, okay, Thursday afternoon, we'll probably go to the museum, Sanger Museum. Can I ask you a question, Daryl? Sure. What do you do to de-stress from dentistry? Because dentistry can be so uh, taxing on your mind, body, and soul. 
Uh, I work out. I go to the gym I work at out least four, five, five times a week. I lift, bro. Doing something five times a week. Nice. So physical activity, okay? Yeah, for sure. Ashley, why don't we do that? So, like, what do you do? What What is it that and I I can answer some of this, but what do you like to do in your spare time <laughs> should, to de-stress? Should we pay like a uh, like I don't want to say newlyweds because we're not really newlyweds, but husband wife? Can you guess what my answer is? I mean, I have oh. a guess. You like to read books? Oh, that's good. I do read at night. Yeah, good she's job. an avid reader. Avid reader. Nice. And then, so, what book are you reading right now? Well, see, I, I'm not really reading a book. Well, I just I'm not really reading a book right now. So that's a so bad what are question. You <laughs> huh? so you're not reading. She's anything. reading the I manufacturer read. labels. <laughs> Carrare. I usually I usually do read, but I honestly don't have a book I'm reading right now. So I'm distraught because I go home and I don't know what to do. I don't have a book to read. If you guys have any good book recommendations, put them in the yeah, comments. We can make a book club. Out I, d- of this I too. do usually read though, for real. Yeah. And then I like to, yeah, I like to work out. And, and now that summer's approaching, it's time to get back into cardio, which I hate, but we're going to do it. I have something looking forward to, but it's way far away. Oh, go Sa- ahead. Well, same night, we're going to Vegas, but it's in August. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's way far away, but I'm having a good time planning it. Big Vegas trip. You guys yeah. got to make sure you're doing things outside of dentistry. Find your passions, your hobbies. Think about what you did when you were younger and keep on pursuing that. Guys, we're going to sign off. Thank you so much for uh, watching the After Hours Dental Podcast. And we will see you for the next show next Monday. Thank you. Peace. Bye.